I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Ryan. And that very low key start for this I know, particular I've episode. Something and I just I couldn't. That's all right. We can always take another pass at it. No, I like where we are. It we was keep going. Strange. I love to just feast off the awkwardness. And anyways, if you're listening to this, you also love feasting off the awkwardness that, that is this podcast about movies, about TV shows, about video games. Um, we've been off the air for the normal amount of time. I realize it's just been two weeks, which is the same amount of time between most episodes, but it's felt a lot longer than that because my perception of time has been completely warped and destroyed by the holiday season. What about same. you, Ryan? <laughs> same. I. It does feel like a long time, but when I think about it, I'm like, oh, it's... Yeah, that's not that. I don't know. The holidays are a weird time. It's like time's relative, and it's hard to tell where I am in the world. Yeah, I um, I have to say it was a wonderful break where I completely disassociated and forgot what day of the week it was. And that's probably the only first time in my adult life that I went multiple days without really thinking about what day of the week it was. And i got to say, Ryan, I highly recommend it. I miss those times. <laughs> I, miss those. I did not have that kind of ability, um, which makes me sad. Jake, can I come stay with you? Yeah, anytime. Would you oh, do? Yeah. <laughs> what would I do? Um, probably just masturbate on your couch and like watch like TV. Cool. Put a towel down. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> Aquafina, because your boy's gonna get dehydrated. <laughs> and not a lot of rules in this house, but uh, I think I think we will have to put some put some t- put some towels down for sure. Yeah, man, it's cool. I'm clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was worried about. <laughs> cool. Then we all good, Playboy. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys uh, for joining us tonight. Is Tonight is a very special episode because in almost accurate tra- tradition for the fourth time, I think we're doing our annual year in review episode. Uh, this is where we take and review the year before. Uh, some people like to talk about the year before while it's still going, but not us in <laughs> typical fashion. Yeah. We wait till after it's over and then we're like, yeah, look at this shit. What do you think about that? Yeah. Let's talk about UFOs. Let's talk <laughs> about people trying to go see the Titanic while just driving a stupid vehicle 
with a PlayStation controller. Dumb. Yeah. Let's talk about how people left reviews, bad reviews for that Logitech controller on Amazon with pictures yeah. of it on the ocean floor. Yeah. Oh, That's <laughs> they were like five, they were like 10 out of 10 for durability, 0 out of 10 for connectivity issues. <laughs> Does that mean that these people who died there became ghosts on the Titanic as well? I wonder if they met the ghost people from the Titanic. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that and crazy to think that that happened this year as well. Yeah, Titanic has not been relative since the movie was in 1998. Not a lot of Titanic stuff in the news. Not, you know, unless someone, you know, explodes above it, then it's back in the news. But yeah, it's it's usually just kind of there, just sitting in the dark till someone gets too close. (laughs) It won't give up its secrets. Be done forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I I don't think we did this last year because we weren't doing the podcasts at this time last year. We took a wife decided to get fucking pregnant. Yeah, she decided. <laughs> well, it's good to know you had no part in that, Ryan. Um, it, yeah, I'm on the couch masturbating. <laughs> Again, he put a towel down. You can't, can't blame him. Uh, I want to pivot away from this so fast. Um, but yes, yeah, so the le- <laughs> we talked. We've di- we reviewed 2019. We've reviewed 2020 and 2021. 2020, so we're going to have to do 2022 and 2023 this year. So buckle up, guys. It's going to be a long episode tonight. <laughs> we're going to go through a whole year, each painstakingly one day at a time. I'm going to review each day of the year. Um, I'm going to go January through December, and Ryan's going to go the opposite direction. We're going to meet in, in the middle, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah that, that would work out. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, New Year's Day. Uh, what did I do? I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I would, if we do this, a million people will never listen to us. But then maybe poor, more people would listen to us because they're like, no, they won't, and we do it. I would love to <clears throat> get a headline saying podcast loses one million listeners in one day, just so that people would, just so that we get our names out there. I guess. Well, <laughs> someone would be know, like, that can't be that bad. I've got to go listen to it and rate and review it on iTunes and Spotify. Well, you could probably just call the episode that. Yeah, podcast loses one million listeners in one episode. Yeah, maybe we'll just change yeah. everything to just really clickbaity titles. Be like, um, yeah. instead of calling this like, oh, the Starfield review, I'll be like, you know, listen to this podcast to learn how to make a million dollars in four minutes. Maybe I'll do something like that. <laughs> Who's just-, <laughs> just keep waiting? I'm not above it. Be like, no, 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 I'm sure by the end. It's been going for an hour, but they've got to get into the, the money stuff at some point, right? Yeah, people start fast-forwarding after two minutes of listening. Like, they cannot possibly be talking about the Dark Knight again. Like, the money stuff is surely just around the corner. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get there Another one day. Dark Knight, so good, right? Such a good movie. <laughs> good. Yeah, still good. Still holds up. Um, but yeah, so for this year, we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, I think, well, every single year we do it differently because we can't remember what we did the last time. And I will not I go back and listen say, to what I'm we like did or what you were going to say. Cause I was like, I can't remember. 
<laughs> I think what we have done in the past is we had different categories where we divided everything up, but we don't believe in segregation. So we're combining everything together into one combined top 10 that each of us have. So really it's each of us has a top 10 is what I'm saying. I've confused yeah. myself by describing it in the worst way possible. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll be going back and forth. It's a format that we invented and that no other show and or website and or news publication has ever done before. The whole 10, counting down from 10 to 1. But uh, anyways, I say this because normally we, we divided stuff between like video games. We had a movie section. We had a TV section. Um, but we decided to do away with that. And we're just, this will be a top five favorite things, period. Um, as long as they're fall into those three categories, or maybe they don't. Maybe you're. I did a top five. Yeah, me too. Oh, you said a top five. Yeah, top, well, I don't listen to. I don't ever say words that make any sense. Anyways, fans. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're still with us, and you 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 know what what's what's about to happen. So, anyways, it's. So some of these are going to be different formats of media is what I'm going to say. So don't, don't get too confused. And then we'll have some, some honorable mentions and we'll talk about some letdowns. But uh, I, think that's, I think that's how we're going to handle this. This Any- is how we do it. Anyone have any questions? No? Um, okay, good. I, yep. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go first because my list is um, I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> Are you pulling yours up right now? Nope, mine's mine's been up. I got that okay. big long monitor and it's been chilling in the corner just waiting for me to go. It's just it's itching. It's got its finger on the trigger and it's like just pull me. Just pull me. <laughs> you know you want to. Terrible. <laughs> uh <clears throat> my um Ranking at number 10 on my list is it's a video game starting off. Uh, and I'm sure it's not on your list. It is the video game Starfield. Did not make my list. Surprise, yep. surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Have not played it. So therefore, not on your list. I guess I guess I can agree with that. Yep. Um, I think my opinion on this has changed a little bit since I've put way too many hours into this game actually went out and bought an Xbox just to play more of it. Uh, I really, really like it, but it's a game that's got some serious problems. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm honest, it's got some... It's got pacing issues. Um, it doesn't really look very good, if I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, but I did not spend... I spent so much time with it, it would have been really weird of me not to include it on this list. Um, I just love space shit. And this is a particular type of space shit that I just happen to to really enjoy. So it it feels in a lot of ways like it's a still kind of a work in progress and a blank canvas. And so if they can, you know, continue to expand upon it and improve upon it in similar ways to stuff like they did with No Man's Sky, where it was kind of empty when it came out, I think that this is a a good good building blocks for them to kind of continue on with and. I'd be excited to see where they can expand it, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. Really good role playing, really good art design, even if it isn't rendered in the best detail in some instances. Um, it's just lacking that exploration. 
you know, a game that's about space exploration. Really, only the, the uh, quest lines have interesting content. The rest of it is you go to a random planet and uh, it loads up just one of five different things. <laughs> and that's about it. And so if the more you play it, the more you're like, okay, I've seen this building before. And then the more you play it, you realize, oh, well, there's the same enemies in the exact same locations with the exact same loot boxes all over the place. And you're like, all right, well, <laughs> no would reason say, to explore. Would you say No Man's Sky is a superior game? Because that's the one that I would compare it to based on your description. The, it's, it's, you can't help but directly compare them. Um, I think No Man's Sky is a better game overall. In terms of what it's what it's trying to do, I think this is trying to be the ultimate space role playing experience, and it nails it in a lot of ways. Like I think the the shooting and the combat is pretty fun. Um, just it's having just shit. What? It's just repetitive. Yeah, it it just it's not finished, is what it feels like. Like I, I'm sure maybe five years from now, people's opinions about this will will change because there's there is a lot of good stuff there, but. You could treat this more as like a, a linear, just as long as you're in one of those areas where, you know, it's, it's already things are already like pre-built, like the cities and stuff and the main quest lines and the side quests, like all that stuff is good. And it's very much like my flavor. But yeah, if you're just going to random planets like, oh, I want to, you know, fly to Venus and land like there's not really anything to do. You kind of just land and look at some rocks and walk around, and every now and then a, a building will kind of randomly generate just you know over the hill or something. But when you get there, you realize you've seen that exact same building ten times already, and so that's the whole exploration thing, you know, falls flat. Whereas No Man's Sky, your traversal is completely different. Like you can, you know, fly in your ship in real time. If you want to, you can land on a planet, you can take off, fly through the atmosphere. And it's just, it handles these types of things just so much differently. And there's so much more variety that just, this doesn't have yet. Um, but you know, it, they are, they are different games, but yeah, Starfield is, is a bit lacking, but it still was something that, it was just something I enjoyed like walking around on. I like boring games sometimes, uh, especially with this kind of uh, aesthetic. So yeah, maybe that's it's why it's, so much, you know, maybe it's not so much boring, but as uh, like a comfort, like I feel like, um, what was that? Yeah. Animal crossing. I feel like that was mm -hmm. probably like a comfy game. So maybe this is like your comfy. It is. It is my comfy. Um, and then, you know, you get to shoot space pirates every now and then, which is also quite entertaining when that happens. But yeah, it's. I I think that 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 could be a game that's there, or this could be a game that's on my list for several years to come if they continue to make it better. Uh, if every update makes it worse, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> uh, well, I'm hoping for the better. Absolutely, Ryan. What is your what is Ryan's number ten thing of 2023? Da da da. I will say that I had only murders as the new season on here, but I was just kind of like, is that really, I wasn't really too stoked about it, but 
I found something else. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I put it in my list. So number 11 would be Only Murders, if I had to say it. But it's, I don't know. It wasn't going to be my top 10. Um, it's on my honorable mentions, too. I yeah, like I guess season. it would be a better way to phrase it, honorable mention. Um, but I chose The Last of Us TV show. Um, I'm assuming that's on your list somewhere, yeah? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um would you like to come back to it whenever you we get to your spot uh we can talk about it now because it's my number nine <laughs> oh, <okay>. actually <laughs> perfect well kind of in the same vein there so um yeah so i thought that uh the last of us showed us a little more dynamic from pedro pascal because we hadn't necessarily seen him in a more grittier um performance i know he was in game of thrones and i never saw game of thrones which i'm sure people were taken back by but i had seen him like mandalorian and then that awful wonder woman movie and i want to say i seen him in something else uh the but incredible impossible weight of being nicholas cage and being a talented oh, that's right he was really a huge dick <laughs> yeah he was the best part in that whole movie um, so to see him in this kind of role, I think that was somewhat jarring, um, just because, I mean, I knew what we were getting cause I know the game's gritty, but you know, you just don't picture somebody to be able to pull that off. So uh, I think that was one of the highlights. And I think this one kind of solidified him as being like the number one guy. Like right now he's the guy right now because you know, you're Mandalorian. Okay. We've seen a bunch of people be in star Wars stuff and then that's all they do. But then we started seeing him and some other stuff. And even when it wasn't that great, you know, he still was like at front and center, like person. So basically what I'm saying is got to see more of him. Um, I felt the story, uh, obviously they followed like the video game. So the story was very well told. Um, they probably had a lot of time to kind of mull over what they were going to do since it's season one. And then you had source material, but yeah, I thought that the character design was really good. Um, the episode about, um, uh, two gay gentlemen, um, that was really good. Just like a smart way to kind of put you in this world, but also give you a breather. Um, it was well done and I'm just excited to see season two even though there is a part about season two if they follow the second game that i'm very sad about yeah yeah um and for those we won't spoil it i think we both know what you're talking about but for those of you that have only watched the show and are not across you know what happens in the games we won't won't say what happens um but yeah i i agree with everything you said um i'm this was a really really good way to to start this year Probably one of my favorite episodes, um, maybe that we've we've done of this podcast was when we broke down basically every single uh, episode of this uh, this series. It was just just it shows that when you have a good team of of writers and and talent and enough enough money to produce something believable, like video game adaptations can be really really good when they're done right. And sometimes you get stuff like the Mario movie where, you know, pretty much the most low effort thing you could possibly imagine. Uh, or, you know, like Sonic the Hedgehog 2, where it's like, yeah, all right. 
But Sonic One was great. Sonic One was great. I I will stake my claim on that. Um, yeah, this was this was this was just it's such high quality. Re- hard to watch sometimes, but that's just because of just because of the story content and it's a it's a grim, dire, depressing world. But Pedro and Bella Ramsey, and again Nick Offerman, and the Australian guy whose name I cannot remember—Murray Bartlett, I think is his name. Like I that, like that whole your ass. I don't even know anybody by that name. <laughs> well, because I think that we may have mentioned him two weeks ago, so that's why maybe that was front of mind that I could recall Murray Bartlett's name. That episode alone, episode three alone, was just like mini movie just told a whole like separate story told in the in this world and just i would love to see them do like maybe just one episode per season like that where it's just they take two pretty minor characters really from that from that game like i don't think um i think you only see bill in like a very short um segment of it and frank is already dead by that point and really their story is only told through like a couple different notes that you find. Um, and it's, it's a bit different in the game, but I really like that direction. So I'd love to see them expand on some of these minor characters and tell like a whole separate side thing set in this world and just in the, that same sort of style. Cause it, yeah, that, that was seems... just, no, go ahead. <laughs> that seems like a gift and a curse to have such a, um, ambiguity about characters that you make assumptions because you've seen one part of it. It's kind of like the difference between a book and a um, movie. Though this kind of had the flip side of that, wherever the book really opens up these characters and gives you more detail and stuff like that. Whereas uh, movies, they usually shun that for the sake of, you know, getting to the action or other bigger parts in the movie itself. But this um, actually took the time um, to invest on these characters and tell a story that I, I don't know if the video games creators had this in mind or anything like that. Someone just went and took the time and effort to make it something special. Yeah. And I, th- I think it, it's just a different, different medium. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a TV show. It's not interactive in the same way that a game is. So there's you know different different ways of of telling a story when you are doing that. Same with like you mentioned the difference between adapting a book to a movie, whereas a movie often has to cut a lot of stuff out because otherwise it would be you know an eight hour long movie or you know some shit like that. So you get a chance to pick and choose, and in this case, they get a chance to take some obscure kind of background characters and really expand upon them. And I think that's and the same for really, you know, almost every, every character. So it's a, it's a cool sort of thing. And it's just good to see like a video game adaptation that's done well. Uh, But yeah, last of us TV series. If you, for some reason, if you're into the stuff we're into and you haven't watched that, that's a, that's a big recommend from both of us. But we also have eight more recommendations. We do. Um, so yeah, that was my that was my number nine. Ryan, what's what's yours? Uh, my number nine is something of recent time, and I know you may have not seen this yet. Uh, but Marvel's What If season two 
you seen it yet? Not on my list. Hit not me. on your list. But have you watched any of it? I've not watched any of it either. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, so they recently released all these like until like New Year's Day. So um, it was like day by day by day releases. But man, I just love the stories. It, they just they pull from some very uh, I mean, minor characters, and then they kind of, it's kind of the same with The Last of Us. They pull from these minor characters and then flesh them out a little bit more and put them in different situations that, you know, you wouldn't see coming. And I kind of like that. Um, also, I think that the um, art style is very good, um, like a comic booky art style. It's the same as season one. The best episode this go around. Um, is a, about a Native American superhero. So, oh, okay. That was really good. I think that was also like episode three or four for them. So it may have been still on par, but that was kind of like basically what if we'll tell like a bunch of kind of random stories about characters that we know and then somehow at the end kind of bring them together somehow or maybe a few of them. It doesn't have to be everybody. Um, so there's some kind of like common thread amongst them. And I also, I also really do love the introduction for the show. It's like, I don't know. It's got like the sci-fi, like twilight zone kind of thing. And there's no like theme song that I can think about. Like if I heard the music for the intro, it would be something that would be like, Oh yeah, that's what if I think it's just like a combination of that. And maybe like the dialogue and like the visual that you get when you, or watching the intro. I just never can skip it. It just gets me stoked to watch it. Yeah, it's the the watcher that uh that introduces yeah. this each time, isn't it? Yeah. But I just really love it. And he just says like a couple of lines. Um oh, and then that's that's it. it. I don't know. Something about it is just very like engaging for me. So it gets me really amped up to watch it. Like, what are we gonna do next? Yeah, some sometimes there is just it, it's difficult to explain, but when something just really hits, you know, that part of your brain that act that that makes you happy or makes you just really get invested in something, it's it's often hard to hard to quantify. But yeah, it's uh, it's something that's not been on my list for for a while. I, I watched that first season, and I've kind of honestly just. <laughs> I with just with a lot of people just kind of checked out on Marvel stuff. I just got a little bit overwhelmed at a certain point and was just like, well, I think I'm going to take a couple steps back. And since this is literally a spinoff, that's just focusing on what if sort of things, it seemed like a, a thing that I could comfortably sort of miss, but hearing you yeah. talk about it so glowingly does make me want to give it another chance. Yeah. I think it's, there's more surprise and you don't have to, more surprised to it because it's just kind of coming out of left field a lot of times. And, um, you know, there's no like major story. You don't need to watch like 40 movies to know where the hell you're at. Yep. And uh, some of these characters, um, correct me if I'm wrong, not really pretty minor, like you said, like, so they, it's not, not necessarily like you don't even need to know anything about them. You can just sit back and enjoy the ride. Yeah. It could be like an antagonist from one movie and they are, you know, in this whole episode. So, um, 
I don't know. That's kind of cool. Like you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. I think Ronan was one of them from like the first move, uh, show, um, and he was in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. So I don't know. It just kind of used some cool characters that were kind of used once, kind of one and done. So it made it kind of cool. They did make Thanos look like a bitch this season, though. <laughs> Every time he appeared, his it was for moments and not a very long time at all. Mm. Little bitch boy Thanos. Yeah, he had a bigger role last season. But it's, <laughs> it's good, and it brings back characters that we love, too. Like Iron Man's in it, and then there's Captain America. It isn't like they've sold him out to do like these new characters that everybody's not really familiar with. I'd say Kamala Khan's probably the one I'm most familiar with in the new phase. Mm. Shang-Chi would have been my guy, but they only did one movie. Hopefully more. I miss. I do miss Shang-Chi. Um, def- probably one of the best newer Marvel movies that have been out in the last few years. I'd say that and Doctor, Doctor Strange were both really, really good. Oh, don't really forget like- uh, Spider-Man. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, you, you're right <laughs> I think so, uh, I think it's officially landed on Disney Plus so I guess Disney and Sony are getting along good enough that they put all of the Sony produced Spider-Man on, on Disney now so I guess you can comfortably say they're part of the MCU for real now <laughs> yeah they're, they're big boys or big girls now <laughs> sweet well what you speak my number eight, uh, continuing to speak about Spider-Man and amazing art and animation, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, this is one of the best movies that I've seen in the theater all year. And um, I don't know if I have anything you know new to add about it, but it was it's so good. These, spy- these Spider-Verse movies are hands down the best spider mens <laughs> things that are, are made. They're, they're just of such high quality. They're absolutely gorgeous. And watch, sitting down and watching it on the biggest screen that you can is just a great fucking experience. Every single piece of this movie is just done to such a, such a high degree. And you can just feel that in this. And knowing that there's going to be a follow-up um, direct because this literally ends on a cliffhanger. It's just a really comforting sort of feeling. I don't remember the guy who does the voice of Miles Morales. He's done, you know, the, the cartoons and the Spider-Verse movies and in the voice of Miles in the games as well. I guess I could look him up, but he's so good. I, I believe it's Shameik Moore. It is Shameik Moore. He's so, he just absolutely embodies that character so well. And it's so cool that he is able to do that across all of these different mediums because it's so recognizable as a character now. Because, you know, we've seen different versions of Miles Morales. We've also seen a thousand different versions of Peter Parker, too. (laughs) So many different takes on that character. So it's it's good to have that consistency with, with Miles Morales. Yeah, I think he's going to be like the new like. I don't think people are going to think about Peter Parker in the future when they think of like who Spider Man is at the moment. You know, like it's just kind of like one of those accepted things at this point. 
Yeah, and uh, I think I think there's more room. Nobody wants to watch Peter Parker's origin again, but it's cool to see the different origins that they're taking with Miles's character. The only th flaw, maybe, and this is more in the the video games than in in this, is that he's too perfect of a kid. That <laughs> it's almost unbelievable. He's like the perfect perfect son. He's super fucking smart. He's got this, you know, huge conscience, heart of gold. Can't ever say no to helping people. He's too perfect in in I some know. instances. <laughs> Not that many people can be like me. It's weird that they had to go oh. out and create somebody, so I would have like a hero to look at and be like, "That's how you handled it." Yep, you're my that hero for opening the door and showing me the way. That is why they created Miles Morales, actually, because they're like, Ryan, got it figured out. Good on you, man. <laughs> You fi you figured something. You figured it out that most people can't can't do this. Not like there you really can. There really is a hero for everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, but but yeah, across the Spider Verse, um, you know, just like I said when I saw it, it's really really good. Um, and if you ever get a chance to watch it in the uh, in the theaters, if they put it back in the theaters, I guess. <laughs> It's it's worth a watch, and I think it's actually better than the first uh, Spider Verse movie. So it's it's really good. Let me tell you something that pisses me off about this movie is What's... whenever it came to Netflix, yeah, watch it because you had to change your plan to watch it. I just oh, checked what? and, and it, same thing. It says unavailable on an ad supported plan due to licensing restrictions. I guess there's something in there it'd be like you have to watch it constantly without breaks in the middle but i find that very interesting now this is news to me because i wasn't aware that netflix had an ad supported tier yeah well you i you know everybody's just been doing that more since there's more um, streaming services um i has to get a little creative and be able to make some more money or squeeze some money out of you but yeah, that's, that's really annoying. So I guess this one is not on Disney then. I don't think either of them's on Disney. Ah, uh, of course. I just <laughs> so I think that's probably the trade-off there. They're like, hey, Disney, we can give you Spider-Man movies, but we can't give you the Spider-Verse. Uh, that's pretty frustrating. I did not, did not know that. I have not watched it since I watched it in the theater, but... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I might be primed for a rewatch at some some point in the near future, maybe. I gotta see it at some point. Spider Punk's in it. Yeah, you've got to, man. You love Spider Punk. <laughs> the, the best. Um, but yeah, so anything you want to add? Nah, yeah. you roll on with your Ryan's number eight, the Ocho. Let me ask you if this is on your list. The new Blink-182 album? Uh, it is not on my list. Really? I thought that that might make your list. <laughs> it is one of my favorite things, but I guess I was trying to constrain myself to things that I talked about on here. But yeah, we can definitely talk about this new album. <laughs> yeah, um, so Blink-182... Got back together with their original, their original, tr well, not their original trio. Oh, Scott's back in the van. <laughs> yeah, no. See, 
Uh, but yeah, there's there's three guys. And you think of like a classic lineup. The classic lineup got back together. Um, unfortunately, for my favorite singer songwriter, who was in the band to fill the time, they were booted from the band. But anyway, I digress. I think the album's really really good. Um, I've listened to it quite a few times over and over. I think um, what is it? Dance with me is probably their best song in years. And just it's well written. Um, I don't know if this is my favorite album by them, but it's it's very good. I think some of the producing's not that great either, but they, very good. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're fine. That's all I had to say about it. <laughs> I was going to say that the mix was because Travis. Uh, produce this and Famously i love you travis but those drums were way too loud and the guitars and the vocals were not uh at the top of the mix like they probably should have been yeah it was weird it was weird because when this album this full album dropped i thought the same thing and then about a week later i listened to it and i was like they put a new version out they went back and did a new mix because it's definitely you you can tell like if you listen to like the dance with me music video and then listen to it on like Spotify or Apple oh yeah music or whatever now you can tell the difference like they definitely they didn't say anything about it but they definitely went back and took a second pass at it <laughs> yeah someone's that bastards um it's it's great it's 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 a classic um I even love the two the two bonus tracks I think that they're both of those are actually quite good and fit in with the flow of the album really well I'd be annoyed if I had ordered one of those vinyls because then it's like well fuck <laughs> now that now it's not complete um it's just it's so well done it's so listenable I don't think there's really any songs that I don't like. Uh, and it's rare for me to listen to a whole album front to back without skipping at least one or two, because some, let's face it. Sometimes you got some filler in there that you're like, okay, well I don't need to listen to that every time. I don't skip songs when I listen to this. And that's, I think that's a testament to how, how good it is, how much varied their dynamics are. And I just love that they seem to be having fun again. It's it, you can tell it sounds like everybody's kind of in their writing together. I know since some of their previous albums, they were all kind of like, well, we're we're like a neighborhood, you know. We had this neighborhood, that neighborhood, and the other neighborhood, but they weren't like chilled at all. They were just kind of next to each other. Where this one, I think that has more of the like, hey, we're kind of back at it, doing things that make sense when a band's writing music. You know, we're together. Yeah, I I can't wait to I cannot wait to see them live for the first time next next summer. It's going to be, even though I'm we're going to be in the nosebleeds. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an experience. And I'm really really excited about that. Like one of definitely one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to in this current year is uh, is July 30th in Raleigh. That's the only one of the original my top three bands that I won't be seeing this year. Going to see Rancid for the first time, and I'm going to Sick. see Alkaline Trio, and uh, Blink Way Two was like a, the big three for me. Where is well, um, where's Alkaline Trio playing? I think they're playing in Raleigh. Mm. I could be wrong about that. Uh, it's like in April. 
March or let's, April? Uh, let's circle back offline because I want to go to that too. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I know Derek's going because uh, me and him was um, like, yeah, let's go. So we can we can totally do it. And Megan's coming too, so totally work. Another another new. Uh, they're putting a new album out in like what a couple weeks. Yeah, pretty excited. All the singles yeah. have been really good. I heard they were putting out a single this week, but I haven't seen anything yet. So maybe coming out tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah, makes sense. It'll be a Friday. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> well, anyways, any, anything else to add about one more time? Nope, life's good. I a lot of my favorite bands are still doing it, putting music out. So can't you love you love to see it as as people in their thirties. Blink-182 has had an outsized impact on our lives. I don't think that's an exaggeration to say. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's very, very meaningful. Uh, so this is like, I don't know, it's a huge deal. And I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad it's good. I was a little worried. I was like, oh, no, what if it kind of sucks? <laughs> what, if it, what if this new album comes out? It's like, oh, man. Maybe you guys should just play, stick to the classics. <laughs> Maybe we can just hang it up. <laughs> but yeah, pretty stoked. Yeah. Well, my number seven is a TV show. And it is a Netflix reality gaming show. That's definitely not on here. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> It's Squid Game the Challenge. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, this is something that we've been talking about in the news. It seemed like every few months it'd be like a different news item about this. And I was like, this is going to suck. How's that going to work? It seems weird that they're even trying to do it. And God damn it, if this wasn't some of the most like engaging TV that I have watched all year. I we were so hooked on sitting down watching this, seeing where it was going to go. I was I was more engaged with this than pretty um, almost anything else that we watched this year. This was it was so well done. <laughs> um, but we also talked about it pretty recently too, and in a very long episode. So I won't spend too much longer on it. But if you guys haven't watched this, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> For real, uh, not doing it right. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I totally forgot about this one. I don't know if it would made my top ten, but it would definitely be ahead of Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, so, it, it was just it. I I haven't watched anything. I've never watched anything quite like it. To be per to be perfectly honest, I mean, well, Squid Game was pretty pretty similar, but not in a, this. Okay. Yeah, because it's literally based on it. But yeah, what if uh, just the way they recreated it was amazing? Yeah, and what if they started killing off people who go do this? I mean, wouldn't that even make this better? <laughs> Kill. <laughs> Let's make it really real. It's not we're not doing ink plots anymore. We're just straight up shooting people. Yeah, exactly. Bang bang, just bitches. Move, move even closer to that dystopian future that we're all afraid of, where poor people die as sport. <laughs> is that is that not real? I 
feel like that is real still. I mean, we've kind of been doing that since the dawn of time. I mean, like, so with the Roman Coliseum and stuff where they just were like, hey, here's some people and some lions that are going to chase you around until they eat you. So, you know, there's shit like that. I mean, it's, <laughs> let's face it, poor people have been fighting for rich people's entertainment for since the dawn of time. And this is just a different version of it. Yeah, exactly. Fuckers. Like David Pepper. I don't know. Did you see the Panthers guy through the owner? Yeah. <laughs> I wish someone would just give that dude a swirly. I'm go we're going to the Panthers game on Sunday, so if I see him. Gonna... Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> They're gonna win the last game, dude. I know that we yeah, had to, we had to do it. <laughs> you did. How much were tickets? They're still kind of relatively cheap. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll say this: <clears throat> we're probably going to pay more uh, for a, a day's uh, a day of parking in the parking deck than for the tickets. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly what it is now. Oh, dude, that sucks though. The weather's going to be kind of sucky. Oh, uh, it's going to rain on Saturday. Okay. Not, not Sunday. Not like uh, a couple weeks ago. Well, it seems like it rains every Sunday now, but yeah. I think it's supposed to be okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because there was only like 100 people at one of the games where it rained really heavily, though they suck. <laughs> that, But they won that one. They did. And so you're the, and that's the other one that they won. So you weren't there for the time it rained. But you went one time already this season, so those are two wins for them. They're only two wins. Mm-hmm. So if you go yep. on the third and it rains a little bit, we're guaranteed to win. Exactly. So if it rains and or I'm there, you know that the Panthers are going to rack up the W. It is in fucking saying. I love it, man. <laughs> we'll let you know how it goes. I'll report back next time where I just watch them get spanked like 56 nothing. <laughs> That's a whole record. (laughs) Didn't the Dolphins score like in the 70s or something in one game this year? I hope it's not going to be that where it's like, ooh, and I thought I was good luck. (laughs) Uh, I I don't think the Buccaneers would be able to do that. The Dolphins are really good. No, we know the Panthers can't. (laughs) We, We can get it down to the other side of the field in like 10 minutes and then you know, fuck yeah. around for like a minute and then kick a field goal. So yeah. Yeah. Fuck around, take a couple sacks to the face <laughs> and then yeah. get tackled. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> like, and then, but it's constantly like a really big gain. And then you're lose two times and your quarterback gets sacked, but then you do like a really big play. That's how that's like always been this year. It seems like whenever they go down the field, if they are not four and out, or three and out. Anyways, we're not uh, we're not in our letdowns of the year yet, but uh, <laughs> that would be one is the Carolina Panthers big letdown this year. <laughs> Put me at number one on that. <laughs> well, Ryan, what is your what is your number seven? Number seven, um, man, I just love it so much. I got really stoked about this one. This is a movie that I've watched. I had maybe heard about but wasn't like really sold on it but kind of want to see it It was just kind of you know couldn't really tell uh but who cloned tyrone 
is my choice. Oh, shit. Got <laughs> Jamie Foxx. He plays like a pimp. Um, you got uh, the chick that plays Monica Rambeau for the Marvels. And then, oh, was it John Boyega? Was the, yeah, uh, yeah. John Boyega. Tyrone. Or uh, not Tyrone, um, the main character. Um, but yeah, he was, he was really great in that. And it was just, the whole thing just was came out of left field. It was like you think it would be like one type of movie and all of a sudden there's this twist and then now the main juncture of the movie is taking place and it's the start of the movie. So, um, yeah, that twist, those twists and turns were great. And then the humor, very good. Did you, you said you did not watch this. I still have not watched it, uh, which I need to. <laughs> yeah, I, it was a good time. Yeah, it's it's a shame. <laughs> shame I, we haven't gotten to this yet. I don't know what we do with our time. <laughs> Work. Yeah, I guess that's part of it. But yeah, um, we did, for those of you that haven't watched it, though, we did do a whole episode where Ryan details this plot in pretty pretty good detail. So maybe if you're interested in, you know, uh, I don't want to plug this movie and our own show, but if you want to go watch that and go listen to that episode, yeah, uh, plug the fucking <laughs> Go do that. Plug the podcast you're already listening to. Stop listening to this shit. Go watch that movie. Go listen to that episode and then come back for our number sixes. <laughs> Save yourself some time. Go just listen to the podcast so you know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Listen to it at the same time as you're watching the movie. So that way you're really distracted. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Do two things at once. Not enjoy either at the, when you're doing it that way. I'm sure they would enjoy us. Oh, we're very, we're very entertaining. <laughs> um, okay, on to on to number six. Um, and these next two, spoiler alert, are both video games. <laughs> uh, my number six is my favorite game of 2002. It's Metroid Prime Remastered. <laughs> I forgot that came out with you. Oh well, they, they, they that was a one of the best days of my life, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that first uh, uh, little thing that you go through in that game is very good. Yeah, it was um, the fact that that the, these have been talked about for coming out for a while, and I'm I'm glad they finally exist and they're out there. It seems like one of those mythical products that. You're like, well, I guess maybe they aren't going to do it. And then for them to announce it in a Nintendo Direct and then be like, oh, and it's available now. I'm like, fucking sick. Sign me up. Um, such it's I mean, it's the same game. And I, I love it's really cool to see that approach to. Taking literally the exact same game, but just replacing, you know, the the 3D models and redoing the lighting so that. You know, it it really does. It looks now like what I thought I was playing in 2002, which is a really cool feeling. Um, it's just taking that same game and really just bringing it up to modern standards, and that's really all that it needed. I mean, it's a it's a stone cold classic. It's it's really. I mean, at the time, people were like, "There's no way that's going to be good," because they didn't know how you were going to take something like Super Metroid and turn it into a first-person shooter and for that to work, but it does. <laughs> and it's it's still great. And it's still, you know, people are still discovering it today. And it's it's good. And you're right. 
that first section is pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> and that's, I, I was, I was scared. <laughs> this game like really did scare me when I was a kid. There's multiple sections kind of like that where, you know, you have an open-ish area to explore, but every now and then it'll funnel you into some dark corridors where there's some creepy crawlies trying to get at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, one of the really cool things in this game is that, and something that really scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, is there are, you know, the Metroids are in this game. Um, they're the big, like, energy-sucking jellyfish that have, like, teeth on them. But since this game is first person, um, when they land on you, they snap to your face. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They can come from really, really far away. So you can hear, like, they make, like, a little screeching sound. And if you don't, like, book it the hell out of there immediately, they slam onto your face. (laughs) And you have to roll up into a ball and launch bombs to get them to detach from you. But that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And I was not good at it. <laughs> that makes it hard to sneak around and play video games like late at night when it's like a school night and you need to be asleep. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, uh, <laughs> I still have... Cause, and they loved doing that where it would just drop you into like a... All of a sudden you'd be in a, a laboratory or something and the, the power would go out. And then you hear like... You'd hear like these little, they'd make these little noise because they'd always mean these like little test tubes or whatever. And then you'd hear them break <laughs> and the power would go out. And then you could hear them like clicking and making sounds around you. And you're like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here. Gotta get. So it's, it's very, it, it's, you know, by, it's not a horror game really, but in the Nintendo way that they do it, it's, it is, it is effective and it definitely kind of, activates that child part of my brain where I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I'm up late on the school night. Now there's the energy jellyfish on my head. <laughs> no. But anyways, yeah, it's a, it's a great game. Continues to be a great game. Um, but I have to admit, there are ones that I had more fun with and things that I enjoyed more on the, on this list, but I'm, I'm glad it exists and I'm glad that it's, yeah, continues to be great. I'm glad that our, our top lists are very different so far, and I know your next thing's a video game, so very interesting to see how we panned out this year. Yeah, doing this combined list, I figured that they would be quite different when we when we split them up into categories, so maybe we'll do this if we remember what we do next year. <laughs> we only remember. But I feel like we this is the most different we've been. Granted, I've had a kid, so... You know, I can't really do a lot, and then we see each other from time to time. But yeah, it's very different this year. Very different. What's your number six, big dog? (laughs) Disney's Haunted Mansion, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah. This is in my honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Nice. Um, I thought this was great. Like, I've seen the Eddie Murphy one, um, which is based off like uh, the ride, Haunted Mansion. Um, there's no really no real storyline there in the ride, but they were trying to make a movie out of like a, a Disney ride, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, but yeah, the first one was okay. It was kind of like somewhat kind of fun, but it wasn't very good at all. Um, but this one. <laughs> 
Very good. Well thought out. I thought it ran a little too long. Probably could have cut like 20 minutes out of it. But the visual effects and just, it just seems like a, a really classic, like memorable horror movie that's not, it's for kids. And I think it should be up there with like Hocus Pocus and like, were some of the other like ones that people have to constantly watch that were like kind of fun, like Hocus Pocus. It's like that. And I think that uh, one day it will find its audience because it got released like for Halloween. So it was a little like summertime, I believe. Um, so it just didn't vibe with the time. Um, it was just so good, dude. Thank I you. know it's an honorable mention. So what do you think? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Thank you. I think the discourse around this movie is strange because I thought this was a fun, decently made uh, Disney horror movie. Uh, Even Jared Leto is fine in this because you have no idea it's Jared Leto. (laughs) Exactly. And he's very... um sparse like with his uh his dialogue like he doesn't talk very much at all it's uh, i think that the from a visual effects standpoint it's it's very solid i think all of your characters are either charming or funny or believable enough i think lakeith stanfield is is fine as the the leading man um and you've got danny devito wearing a clear uh poncho and hat eating hibachi i mean what else could you could you fucking want from a movie <laughs> i mean owen wilson's like my favorite part of this i thought he was very good oh yeah i yeah. <laughs> how he's pretending to be a pre priest yeah <laughs> <laughs> i loved uh, i think one of my favorite parts with this where he's like i think we should say a prayer he's like god give us a break we're doing the best we can <laughs> I was like, that was it. Was about this point. I was like, I don't know if this guy's actually a priest or not. <laughs> um, my number five, uh, like I said, it is a video game, and it's also one that I've actually it came out uh, in the first part of the year, and I did not get around to playing it till uh, about a week or so before Christmas. But it has absolutely hooked me, which is particularly great because this is a fishing game called Dredge. <laughs> What? <laughs> I realized I I realized where that sentence was going in the middle of it. Um, 
<laughs> Man, right. I wish I wish you knew anything about this, so you could have appreciated that master that mastery of the English language that just happened. <laughs> I am just expecting it to be like yada yada Billy Bob's bass. Pro bass <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I maybe I should have <laughs> preface this a little more. So, Dredge is a it's like a hand, the art style is kind of like it's an indie game, it's kind of like hand painted, but um, your character basically you wake up with amnesia, you're in this shit little town. Um, and you, the only thing you know about yourself really is that you're like a fisherman and your boat was destroyed. So the mayor is like, hey, no worries. We'll give you a boat. Uh, we'll give you a little bit of a loan that you got to pay back. Uh, but you can go out there and do some fishing and, um, you know, pay the loan back. And then you can have the boat. And, you know, every, every, we get some fish, you get some money, everything's cool. And you're like, all right, sounds good. So you never actually see your character. You only see the boat uh, and you sail around from island to island. And it's very, very moody. It's got um, some amazing sort of uh, music in the background. But everything in this game is a little bit off, Ryan. <laughs> you notice that this town is kind of run down and kind of creepy. And you also notice that when the sun goes down, there's some strange things that happen at night because fog rolls in and um, there's sea monsters, <laughs> big fucking sea monsters that can chase after you. <laughs> You're also um, with amnesia. So, I mean, I've thought the, through the book at this game. Yeah. Um, th there's a, yeah, it sounds like a lot of setup, but it really, it gets kicks into things like pretty quickly, like within the first, like three minutes, you got your boat, you're out there sailing. Um, all the fishing is done through like these little mini games. Um, so, uh, and then eventually you can start upgrading the boat so you can, you know, change the engine. You can put brighter lights on it. You can go faster. You can equip like different nets and stuff. You can equip dredging equipment. So you can start pulling different artifacts and stuff out of the deep. Uh, eventually your boat has enough range where you can make it to the different uh, different towns and different islands and archipelagos. But you never are able to fully outrun the creepy stuff that, that comes out at night. So you have like what's what they call a panic meter. So that the longer you're out at night, your panic meter goes up. And if your panic meter goes like all the way up, eventually you start hallucinating. Whoa. Um, so you can hallucinate like big rocks in the middle of the ocean that weren't there before that you could run into and destroy your ship and die. Um, you can also, uh, if you don't go to sleep, so if you just keep going, so if you manage to survive the night and you just keep fishing throughout the day, you can still hallucinate during the day. And then like all these little eyeballs and stuff start popping up on screen and you go insane and then you crash your boat and die. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not all the way through the story, but you um, it's just a really interesting take on a simple RPG. It's kind of relaxing, kind of nerve wracking at the same time. Um, but it's, it's a really, really fun game. Um, it's not super, super long. I think you can probably finish it in like 10 to 12 hours. Um, the studio that made it, this is their very first game. 
Uh, and it, they've made a really, really fun, interesting game. Like I've never played anything, anything quite like it, but I'm really enjoying my time with it. It's, it's really cool and it's, it's gorgeous. It looks like a, it almost looks like a Bob Ross painting, but a little bit fucked up, like come to life. It's just, it's really cool. <laughs> I really like it. Fuck yeah. How far have you made it so far? Uh, I, six, eight hours in, something like that. My, but I've upgraded my boat quite a bit and I'm, you know, zipping around compared to that first little opening little bit where you can barely make it from one side of the harbor to the other before it starts getting dark and then you really start to freak out. <laughs> um, but that sense of pro- progression is. It, it starts it starts happening pretty fast. So the the loan you have to pay off, like I paid it off like the first like two or three times I went out and fished. I made enough money that, you know, I brought enough fish in. I was like, okay, I paid my loan off. And, you know, it, you're, there's definitely some mystery that you're trying to, to solve because, you know, there's this mysterious fog. There's all these weird fucked up fish that have these abnormalities and stuff that you're trying, that you pull up every now and then. And it's just, um, I can't, I, I'm interested to see how they wind up wrapping this up. Uh, but it's, it's a, it's a fun little game and it's just, it's cool watching a little tugboat just speed around. <laughs> I've decorated it with a little pirate flag. I've painted my boat, you know, put upgraded the engines, upgraded the hull, upgraded the, the cargo space. Um, yeah, You're ridiculous. It's, a, it's, it's a fun game. <laughs> That boat together, man. Gonna go out there and catch me a bass. Yeah, I was telling Olivia about this, and I was like, I'm a tugboat captain, and I've got you catch fish, which are like different sizes of blocks, and you have to fit these blocks into your cargo hold, or you can't do it. And also, there's sea monsters, and I sounded like a fucking moron trying to (laughs) describe what this is, but I really liked it. And you're like listening to sea shanties the whole time. It's a great game. Oh yeah, man. Oh. Um, let me know how it goes with that game. What the uh, end result is? Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see how it wraps up. But what's your what's your number five, Ryan? Now that we're into the meat of this, into the top five. Um, I don't know if this is on yours. I don't know if you saw this, but the new season of Loki. Um, not on my list. Uh, okay. I did not did not finish it. I will try not to spoil this for you, but this was one of the things that I most looked forward to. I would say for Marvel, Loki and What If, which lived up to the hype, those were both the two things that I was most excited about from Disney and Marvel this year. Um, And this was very good. I mean, the ending sees our character who we followed through like the first phase of Marvel to like, what fucking phase are we in now? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It was just, it, we see him through and we see him off to a good spot. Cause a lot of times after you traverse multiple seasons or phases or whatever, um, they kind of write the character off or try to wrap it up really quick. And it's just the pacing's all off and it doesn't make sense. Um, this this was handled very well. It was handled with hit, uh, kids' gloves. It was entertaining. Still found myself intrigued and in love with the characters. 
it was very good. And I could see Loki being like somebody's favorite character. Like he's not my favorite character, but I think his overall arc and his story very intriguing and the way it closes will definitely make you feel your heart felt for him. So um, yeah, I really good show both seasons. The season's just as good as the first. Fuck yeah. I really liked the first couple episodes of this that I watched, but for whatever reason, I just did not come back to it. But uh, good to, I, I, you've really convinced me to, to revisit some of these things as high up in their, your list as they are. Um, it's just hard to find all of the, I, I wish I had more time in the day to just consume more content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's our trade off. You're playing the video games. I'm watching like the TV shows. Yeah, yeah. As as I've realized, that is one of the things that uh, I realize. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a time commitment when you've only got so much time. It's like, what do you what do you choose to to choo- choose to do in your downtime? And it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever works for my wife. The good kiddos, like asleep good or something. answer <laughs> so but yep yeah, um where are we at we're on number four for you yeah number four my number four is another netflix tv series what is it the fall of the house of usher that is on my list we'll be talking uh well we'll, we'll wait and talk about it Sure, let's just go ahead Shortly. and talk about it now. Are you yeah, sure? We'll, yeah, we'll save it. What's your number? Okay. What's your number four? <laughs> number four is a show called Beef. Oh, Beef is on my honorable mentions. I it was going back and forth between this and The Last of Us in the lower top ten. I was like, where am I going to put it? I wanted to put The Last of Us in just because I remembered it a little bit better. But Beef was very, very good at the time. But please... Um, I think I we watched Beef um, for or after our last podcast, so I don't know if you had any idea that I was watching it. Um, I knew people had told me about it, but I just never got down to watching it. Uh, I don't know. It's I, the way it, the way it ends is like a love story, but it takes like the craziest like you go from point A to like point drunk. Like it just like takes you like crazy places and it's so much like vindictiveness. Um, and it's just funny how it's far in- people are willing to go. And the inciting incident in this whole thing is a road rage incident. Well, actually it's yeah. not even a road rage. It's one of them. She cuts him off in a parking lot and he loses his shit because he was having a horrible day. And that was just the final straw. And I love that it was something as innocuous as that that sets this whole thing on fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they uh, it's like they one-up each other and they keep going up and going up and going up and going up. Um, but yeah, how you end up... The, I, I, I don't know, it's just crazy. I think the last episode's probably my favorite. I think that's after all the actions kind of happened. And then our characters are faced with each other, and uh, I guess they kind of find some commonality. 
it's, it's really good. I think we watched this pretty early in the year. So just talking about it is bringing up, you know, kind of having those memories resurface. If you had told me that in the same show you would have, and I'm going to tell these, kind of try to keep these as vague as possible if anyone hasn't watched this, but you have a guy um, trying to kill himself with some barbecue grills, <laughs> returning them to get his money back. Multiple times, mind you. <laughs> Multiple times. If you had told me that in that same show, it would end with a character being sliced in half with a security door. <laughs> yeah, dude. I forgot about that. Yeah, that definitely did happen. <laughs> um, God damn. <laughs> Just, it's so, they're both so fucked up. They're so fucked up in the way that they weave themselves into each other's, each other's lives. I re- yeah, it's so it's so good. His bro- uh, um Stephen Young is the the main character and Ali Wong uh, is the the kind of co-star. I don't remember the name of the guy that plays his brother in the show, but his brother was also one of my favorite characters in this too. I thought his brother was little brother was hilarious. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's just it's such a well-made comedy drama and you literally cannot guess what's going to happen next and i think that's what i loved about it yeah i it was just very well done and also the whole cast was asian beef was well done yes yeah there you go (laughs) and beef i digested this year (laughs) that's good too (laughs) but yeah i just the funny cousin is uh, a writer for the show know his name but um just the character he plays you know is like kind of sketchy or whatever things get a little crazy and out of hand at some point but like leading up to that he just seems like you know he's a wild card but he's like kind of root for him a little bit so literally and, every point <laughs> yeah i just the kelly clarkson um rice cooker or whatever he has money stored it's just like hilarious like Okay, great. What? So, <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed the show, and I like the characters. I did find myself really enjoying the characters, because sometimes you're just like, eh, I'm not really big on the minor character. It's just about the main character, or the main two characters. The supporting cast is very good in this. Absolutely. And the music. The music was really good. They always played music at the end. I was like, oh, God. I know that me and the director of this are the same age because I recognize like every song. I was like, oh yeah, I know that one. I know that one. I'm like, ah, oh, this guy's probably. Yeah, it's, it's so, it's done to such a high quality. It's, it's the best Netflix show that is not on my list. <laughs> And now I'm starting to rethink this list might be bullshit that I put Squid Game the challenge ahead of it. <laughs> you know what? I will say this. There's probably a recency bias um, uh, because I, I had watched it like in the past month, we'll say. And you saw this at the beginning of the year. It's kind of like The Last of Us. I mean, would The Last of Us be further up on our list? It yeah, was, yeah, if we had just finished it, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. I, I for some reason I think I remember the Last of Us and Beef being sometime in the spring, maybe when I watched it. Yeah, I want to say the weather was kind of warm because me and Megan watched it. And I feel like I was in shorts. I don't know why I say that. That's that's a crazy thing to say, but I it's just the way I feel. Brother, I'm in shorts right now. I am not. I am in jeans. Rigid jeans. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how your testicles aren't punishing you right now for the rigidity of that fabric. Yeah, it is like for a long I enjoy um, pain. Sadomascus. <laughs> hey, to each their own. Thank you. Thank you. Um but that that's my number four beef. So Jake, we have made it to the top three. The top three. My top three is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Dude, our lists are so different. This is great. I know. <laughs> They're I so this might different. Be on your list, though. I did think about that. It's a, it's a big one. Yeah. Uh, I think I did a whole episode where I was singing this game's praises, but I have a confession to make. I have not finished this game yet. <laughs> Damn you. Damn. <laughs> but I can but I can tell you that I've played enough of it to know that it is probably one of the best things I've ever played. But at the same time, I wish it was on a slightly more powerful console. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, you get to put together things like you know. I know that's a big selling point for that game. Yeah, I really didn't know how they were going to reuse the same map and make it, this game good. Like I, I knew it wouldn't suck, but I, I really thought it would be more of the same. In a lot of ways, it is. But the new abilities and just the amount of physics processing that's kind of going on behind the scenes like it's it is really cool to see like when this game first came out people on twitter that were game developers from you know really big studios and well are literally going i don't understand how they made this game i it should be impossible for you know like even abilities like the rewind like that game is keeping track of everything that's happened within the last 10 seconds across the entire map, because you can walk up to literally any object or anything in the game and hit rewind and it will rewind it, you know, 10 seconds. So the fact that it's this huge, massive open world and you can interact with every single object and every single object has you know, a position or a, a different way that you can, you know, walk up and interact with it is insane. It's it's insane. And yeah, this game kind of looks like shit compared to some of the <laughs> some of the other things I've played this year. I'm not gonna lie. Playing it on a TV, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> it look it's looking a little old, looking a little rough. And that's why I'm like, if they could if we get it, I would pay full price to play this again on whatever the switch to or more powerful hardware is just to have it look a little bit, a little bit better. It runs pretty choppy at some points, which isn't great, but you know, despite overcoming all that, it's so fun and so fun to play and so interesting and so different from other, 
you know, big AAA game releases that it's just, it's so wild that they, it shouldn't exist. Like it literally should, you should not be able to make something like this and get it to run on something as old as the switch at this point. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't understand how they, how they did it. They, they must have technology, man. I mean, that's it, not to be dramatic, but this is like, basically just going back to like the 1950s and handing someone an iPhone. It's like watching their heads explode. It's, they're like, I have no idea what this is. It doesn't make sense to me. It really shouldn't exist, but it clearly does because it's right here. It's just, it's wild. It's, it's, it is wild stuff. And I know it sounds like I'm just being dramatic or heaping praise on a game that I actually haven't finished, but it, it feels like something that I don't want to finish in a way. I don't want to ever say goodbye. Yeah. Ever say goodbye. So I'm sure I'll go back and finish the main story at some point when I have a a gap in games that I'm not currently playing, but um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I think that you could probably just jump into this without playing breath of the wild. Maybe, you know, watch something about the story, but the story is so much more of a focus in this where it wasn't in breath of the wild. But uh, you know, it's 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 really cool. It's it's really cool. There is a little bit of something for for everyone. So you know, no matter what you enjoy about playing video games, whether it's combat, action, puzzle solving, or even like just something with a decent story that you can kind of get invested in, it's got all of those things. And somehow, it all works. <laughs> I can't wait until they re-release it after they update it in like, you know, 50 years and we're talking about it. I it's 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 a modern miracle. <laughs> it's I feel like they just do that to all their games now. The Zelda franchise at least. Oh, and they it's they probably would if they can make money off of it. <laughs> How many have they done so far? It's like three. How many Zelda games in total, or how many have in this style? Because this this is only the second one. Well, no, like they've come back and redone. Like, I feel like it was like three, right? Good at question. Two. At least two. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know to be honest with you. Jake. I'll have to pull out my magic glove and glue some things together. Hey, oops. <laughs> no, I just I, I just kind of stood there and then the ball just bounced off my foot and rolled out of bounds. <laughs> I'm not going to hold it against you. You do you, baby cakes. Ryan, what's your, uh, what's your three? Alright, so my number three... Raise hail, praise Dale. Yeah, I mean, that's my number one all day, <laughs> mantra. Um, and my number three was Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. I just found out like in the past month or a month and a half, they're making a sequel to this. Um, after I originally watched this movie, there was like a lot of doubt that they would actually do a sequel. So very stoked about this. But I thought this was just like one of those silly quest movies, but it was like so fun and like adventurous. Um, I just characters that were minor were like great. It was like 
a Disney movie, you know, wherever it's like that minor character who has such a big enough scene that it really like takes on a life of its own. Um, I I just really love this. The characters, Michelle Rodriguez was great. Chris Pine was great. Um, some of the other little fuckers who were in that movie. I mean, it was awesome, dude. I would advise watching that. That's like, I will totally watch that again. Shit, yeah. I need to I need to watch this. Olivia was like, that looks good. I was like, you know what? I have heard good things about this. <laughs> well, now you've yeah. definitely heard good things about it. Now I've got no excuse. <laughs> yeah. You have a you have your homework cut out, dude. I do. I do. Um yeah. I was gonna ask you anyways, you'll need to send me your list for some of the social stuff I need to put together, but also for all the stuff that I need to take away and watch <laughs> in the next little while. Yeah, I got you. Send you my top ten list. You could just be like, "Oh, well, look at that." Well, my number two is um, it wasn't a bomb at the box office, but it did scare me out of my seat. Uh, it's Oppenheimer. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to put it? Make it Barbenheimer. No, I mean Barbies in my honorable mentions because I quite I did enjoy that movie too, but if I'm honest, it's not in my top ten. So, <laughs> um, this is the best movie I have seen in a very long time. And it's also I think is Christopher Nolan's best movie that he's made in several several years. Uh, Damn, it's, <laughs> it's really good. It's it's absolutely worth every second of its 18 hour runtime where I sat in the theater. <laughs> um, I did not take a piss even once during this. And I, if that doesn't speak to the quality of this movie, that, speak to the UTI. Mm-hmm. I can tell you afterwards though, I just took the longest piss of my life. It was great. I was like, that was a great movie and I feel so much better now. <laughs> Burning like a woman over there in the heat, and you're like, oh. Christopher so. Nolan knows how to make movies, um, and this is this is proof of it. It was thoroughly engaging. I think that everyone that was a part of this just absolutely delivers like some of the best performances I've ever seen. Great Robert Downey Jr. in this too. It's Boy. you know. Yeah, he's very, very good. The you realize the longer this movie goes on, the part his character is the villain. <laughs> so, well, I mean, he wasn't the Nazis, but he is a, kind of a scumbag, and he gets his comeuppance in, a, in an interesting sort of way, kind of towards the end of it. But just some amazing stylistic choices. Um, it's very tense. It has an amazing score, and it's just it just beautiful. Just a, a beautiful film from start to finish. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's probably not a surprise that a Christopher Nolan movie comes out and it's in my top 10 and it's this high on the list. But hey, just to remind you all, Tenet came out in 2020 and that sure wasn't on either of our lists. <laughs> yeah, I, that's whatever you're like a long, long time. I was starting to think like what else was there? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely not that great. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Dunkirk was fine, I think. Uh, I've I've led to believe that there was dialogue in that movie, but good luck hearing any of that. Yeah, I don't in, know. In Dunkirk, 
And then Batman 3, was that before Dunkirk? It was. And it was not great. Yeah, so, you know what? Yeah, he makes makes some some poor choices uh, sometimes, but when he gets it, 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 but Oppenheimer just is a reminder to me and for to, to plenty of other people. When he gets it right, he really does get it right, and this is a a prime uh, example of that. Was that a power drill behind you earlier? A power drill? No, I was playing with my whiskey glass, but. Uh... Oh, okay. I was like, Good to know that everyone can hear that, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> I was like, man, somebody's really drilling. I thought it was me, my phone. Nope. So everyone else, my bad. I'll see if I could fix that in the edit. <laughs> it's all good in the neighborhood, my dude. <laughs> uh, we are getting down to the... Nitty we're getting cool. down to the, the tofu and potatoes now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's number two. Um, this uh, you may have on your list: the fall of the House of Usher. Uh, yes, I, uh, I did, and we can finally talk about it. Yes, um, this high, this high on your list, though. That's surprising. That's awesome, I really, though. I really enjoyed it. Once again, that could be a recency bias, um, but I thought it was really, really good. I. Really enjoyed the storytelling. It was just dark and grim and interesting. There were some silly parts to it that are forgivable, I guess. Yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed it, and I liked the mystery of it all. I have never felt more tense watching something, I think, than I did with this. And I think that... I think that just speaks to the the mood and the tone that it sets and just how well it continues to execute that from literally the the opening scene of this. You just have this impending sense of dread and doom that something is something bad is going to happen, something is like out to get you and it's just it's such a vibe. <laughs> I, re- I I don't know if this is something I could watch over and over and over again, but this is probably Mike Flanagan's best thing that he's he's made, and it, I I just love how. And he most of the stuff that he does is good, so this is it, it's it's of such a high quality. I just love all of the different characters. I love how all of them are completely irredeemable. <laughs> You're not really, I mean, it's bad things happening to bad people, so you don't really feel that bad, but it's got but some the, of the most horrific things that I've ever seen put to film. <laughs> like, what was the, oh, yeah, I know what you're going to say, never mind. You got freaked out about the acid rain thing. Yes. So, we won't say, we won't say for those of you that, if you haven't watched it, we won't say what happens, but there is a scene where some acid rain happens. So yeah. take make of that what you will. But the that happening and the aftermath of that was brutal. <laughs> it was I put that right up there with the the, the car jaw. crash jaw scene from from Brightburn and just how impossible it was for me to get through it. <laughs> It was, um, it was I didn't pretty think rough. 
But maybe you had me already like preparing for it. So yeah. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't I, have said anything and been like, man. episode two, totally normal. <laughs> yeah. You know, up with that jaw scene, I would definitely put the uh, one dude busting out the other dude's penis in uh, the boys' first episode of season three. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that one was pretty, that made me a little squeamish well, too. <laughs> was gnarly. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my number two. I would, that was your number like seven, four. Oh, four. Okay. So we weren't too far off there. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to hear us talk even longer about that, I think we do. We recap the whole season, uh, right after Halloween. So just scroll back <laughs> a few episodes. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, but yeah, we did like a two hour long review of that one. The f- spoiler review of that whole season such a good show such such a good show and proof that netflix can still make good stuff when they try or they just give it to the right people to make the right yeah. prop. <laughs> they got the right they've got a flanagan on retainer so you know you got you got at least st- stuff of decent quality to great quality even that will be cranked out on a fairly regular basis so yeah um I was one of those. I was one of those kids that I was, was a little twisted, so I loved <laughs> reading Edgar Allan Poe stories. So it was really cool to see how they took that one and adapted it into an entire series in the modern era, but also wove in so many other classic uh, Poe stories kind of throughout the series as well. Where each each episode was kind of like a mini movie in and of itself that kind of tied back into the larger. Uh, narrative so yeah good really fucking good show I loved it Yeah, I dug the shit out of it that's why it's my number two Um, so I guess we're at the drum roll aren't we we are at the drum roll but we could take a detour here for a moment to talk about any honor anything that didn't make our list (laughs) To drag this out even longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said Squid Game. I totally forgot about that. Definitely. Um, Only Murders. I thought that was like decent. Like, wasn't my favorite season. And maybe that's not really an honorable mention. It's just something that happened. Um, hey. It was good. I don't want to sell it short, but nothing that I can think of that's been released this year. Um, I have another question after you answer the question, but, um, your turn. Go ahead. So I'll, I'll rattle off a, a couple quick honorable mentions. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores DLC, uh, really enjoyed that. One of the most technically impressive things I've seen on the PlayStation five so far. Um, so I can't wait. Um, that was very, 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 very cool. Um, looking forward to that final fantasy seven remake part two. <laughs> Can't remember what it's called, but that's out in a couple of months. Only um, thirty years. Uh, the Tetris movie uh, was also on my list of honorable mentions. Uh, that was Somebody early in the year. Beat Tetris. There's yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't know you could. I didn't know you could either. It blew my mind. I was like, what? So that was out there. Um, Righteous Gemstone season three. Uh, 
really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was very good. Forgot about that one. And this is another thing that's not necessarily recently biased, but it is in the news again. So it was part one of The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. <laughs> is that the one? Yeah, I've I seen it advertised. Um, she's been coming back into the news again, too. Yep. So the first season, I guess, of this documentary was last year. And they've opened this year with another new season. So if you guys need something to do this weekend, they're all three parts of it are on max now and they're all two hours long. And my God, if they haven't made this story even fucking crazier. No, they haven't. So is this going to be Natalia telling her side of the story or is it like continuation? Yep. Yep. And she has a big long sit down with the dead too. Oh God. Like sit down like now a days. Yes. Yes. Oh, I can only imagine how that goes. That guy's fucking off his rocker. That fucking psycho and her are in the same room. <laughs> and that's on Max. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Definitely yeah. check that definitely check that out. <laughs> we'll probably watch that tomorrow when the little goes to sleep. Oh well. Maybe spread it out a little bit. It's it's at least oh, yeah. six yeah. hours worth of insanity, so I you might want to take a break in between. Yeah, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna watch the whole thing in one night. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, we watched it live on TV, and even we couldn't get through it. We were, by about the hour and a half mark, we we're like, "God!" <laughs> but like looking at your watch, you're like, mm, "We could come back to that, right?" Yeah, you can always come back to it. Um, and I think everything else on my list of honorable mentions, I already kind of chipped in whenever it would be on your list or wasn't on our list. But yeah. Those those are all the ones that things that I enjoyed, I liked, but they, when I had to come down and put it into a, a, a top ten, I was like, sorry, but there's other things that take precedence on it. Um, for letdowns, I only had two things. I, the season three of The Mandalorian, I thought was not very good, <laughs> and Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania was also pretty <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That was not good. Didn't She-Hulk come out this year? I think that was last year. Okay, Invasion. That was the letdown. Oh, yeah, you watched that. I, You were like, and I asked you about it, and you're like, don't bother. <laughs> Doesn't even matter. It's not great. It's just they're giving you little with a bunch of like filler. It's not that great. So, yeah. No. No, that was right. my... That's, um, but I do have a question for you. Hit me. Just to stretch it out just a little bit longer. Just to just pull on that band, stretch it out a little bit longer. <laughs> you don't have to give me a ton of things, but um, what are you most looking forward to in 2024? Uh, I don't know. Maybe getting a new car. <laughs> I don't are know. Uh, I need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I think in terms of in terms of this though definitely um the Final Fantasy 7 remake the second part of that um maybe new Nintendo console coming out this year definitely looking definitely that will be a big one on my list um $100 suspected are you talking about like Switch 2 
yeah, or whatever they want. They'll probably come up with a worse name than that. <laughs> you mean like going from like Xbox 360 to Xbox One or whatever? Yeah, just call it the Switch too. No one, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> Everyone will understand what it is at least. <laughs> PlayStation knows. Yeah, that's better than Xbox Series X. It's Series S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or calling your third Xbox the Xbox One. That one is unforgivable. <laughs> nope. That makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, I, in terms of gaming, I think I'm more plugged in on that, pun intended, knowing what's coming. In terms of like movies and TV shows, it's hard to tell where we're going to end up with the writer's strike because obviously that's been resolved now, but a lot of stuff has been put on hold and had to resume production and is going to get pushed back. So, you know, we didn't, we, I think that this year we may start to feel the effects of that, maybe especially later on in the year. So I don't know if I have any like big movies or TV series that I'm necessarily like looking forward to, but definitely a, a couple gaming related things that are, they're on my radar and are actually happening probably pretty soon but what about yourself what are you most looking forward to coming in this coming year okay so there's the new deadpool movie which is supposed okay. to like kill off a bunch of like x-men and like fox characters and stuff like that and supposedly they believe in it so much it's literally going to be the only movie coming out to it's from marvel this year so they have some TV shows, but this is like the one they're shooting, you know, for. Wow. Um, let's see. Uh, the new Beetlejuice movie. I'm interested to see what that's going to be. That'll be kind of funny. Um, what I'm not looking forward to is I saw the trailer for that new Mickey Mouse movie. Oh, God, um, yeah. <laughs> looks stupid. Every time something becomes like... Part of the public domain they just want to make a slasher film out of it they want to make a really low budget low effort slasher film yeah it's very dumb um inside out 2 might be fun uh the new joker movies coming out sorry all of mine are like movie based um, yeah this is the list that i wish i had looked at before <laughs> i knew that this question was coming um full disclosure looking at the list now oh I think there's going to be a new um, Despicable Me movie, so you know. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure it's not going to be great, but looked. I like the Despicable Me's. Yeah. I, I think that regardless, 2023 was an amazing year for pretty much everything media-related. The actual world is a dumpster fire, but in terms of stuff to watch and play, pretty good. <laughs> so here's here's hoping that that trend, um, you know, continues uh, in 2024. I'm gonna call it here. Also, um, I think Mean Girls is gonna suck in 2024. Mm, we'll have to see. I, it'll be hard to recapture that magic of that first one. God, the first one was such a good movie. <laughs> the second one's going to be crap. Yeah, it's probably going to be crap. Well, Ryan, should we get into the 
the number ones. Those drums have been rolling for a while now, and the drummers are getting tired. <laughs> true. Forearms are all cramping up. They're covered in sweat. Yeah, go ahead and hit me. What's your number one? My number one favorite thing, um, movie or TV or video game, favorite thing period that I interacted with all year was Marvel's Spider-Man 2. I cannot Man. think of a single piece of media content that I had more fun with, was more engaged with, and just absolutely tore through than this game. It is awesome. <laughs> just so, so much fun, so engaging. The story is well-written, and it's just got such propulsion that you want to swing to the next thing. You want to see where it is going to go. It handles the dual protagonist setup much better than I thought it was. I thought I was going to get whiplash literally going back and forth between Peter's Peter's Peter and miles, but it handles it. It handles it amazingly. And, you know, is, is expensive of a game as it is in the budget that's behind it. It's very fun to play. And I think it shows a surprising amount of restraint in that. I think the temptation with these sorts of things is often let's put literally every character and everything in this and it doesn't, and it's better for it. It's it's as far as big triple A games games go actually very short. And that's it's, it's good. I mean, it, it really, it, to, to be able to sit down and a hundred percent a game. And for me in like two to three weeks is, is crazy. I never, gobble up stuff at the speed of which I did with this, but I I just I loved it. I loved everything about it. And it was by far the most fun and the biggest smile I had on my face when I was watching or or playing anything this year. It's just it is that good. So it beat out your dick, huh? Yeah. Uh, get a little smile yeah. on your face whenever you <laughs> It's right above yeah, I ranked Marvel's Spider Man two above masturbation. That's how good this game is. <laughs> <laughs> oh Masturbation, yeah not on my top 10 for some reason uh, yeah i put the i put jacking off at number four this year <laughs> a couple movies i want to put in my honorable mention i like to uh, i like jacking off less than spider-man but more than the new blink album <laughs> yeah you know i i'm a complicated man um, <laughs> a complicated man of many tastes <laughs> or <laughs> God, don't talk about taste and masturbation in the same sentence you stick to the pants. Hey, put, um, a towel down, put a towel down, don't worry about it. <laughs> rules are off, man. Um well, I would say this is probably one of those games that was like a greatest hits before it even came out. Yeah, it's it seemed it always seemed like it was, it never seemed like it was going to be a flop, but that first, that first one was good. But if I'm honest, it's not stuck in my head nearly as much as this one has. Uh, and part of that may just be that I haven't replayed it in, in five years, but you know, sometimes you just, you interact with something just really special and you know that you have, because you're thinking about it a long time after you're kind of moved on and you're doing other stuff. And this, this is just one of those, um, one of those things that it just has such a positive, it's made such a positive impression on me that it, it's hard to imagine 
it just in terms of pure fun. Like it's it's just it's fun. And like I said, sometimes I play games that are kind of boring <laughs> by comparison, but this is just it's nonstop fun all of the time. It's never tedious and it's just it's it's great. It's more fun than jacking off sometimes. <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> But you do in this game get to shoot lots of white stuff all over New York City. So at the same time, yeah, you kind of get to combine two of your great loves at the same time. Yeah, homeless is basically what you're saying. <laughs> just eating all over the place, just draping the city in that sticky, sticky webs. You know how people <laughs> say we're like going to paint the town red, and you're just painting the town sticky. Yeah. Yeah, I will say you do get um, you do get uh, an outfit in this game that looks like a big blob of cum. <laughs> oh, I don't even know where to take it from there. Yeah. Um, we should take it to your number one. <laughs> What's your? <laughs> this is wild stuff. Um, <laughs> so I honestly, honestly thought this was going to make your like. Into your top ten, if you know, if you try to sneak, sneak like a funny one in there, but it's kind of true. Um, this is like a funny one, but it's definitely true. Um, and I'm gonna read this verbatim so I express how I wrote it to remember it myself. Um, All right. Basically, what I have at number one is Sammy comes back to the shore. There's shore, man. <laughs> I love that shit. They're coming back in February for you know another season, but yes, same they are back to the shore, dude. And their ratings went up, 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 and now Ron's gonna be back. Their ratings are gonna be crazy good. <laughs> ratings are crazy. Everyone's saying they love Sammy. They're glad Sammy's back. <laughs> tremendous. Um, She's the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was so good to see her and watch these because i've been watching the show forever it's like what fills my thursday night and it's a lot of times that if it's going on the reason we podcast at a later time um but yeah i am super stoked can't wait for the new season glad she's back that's my 2024 recap you know i guess i should have we've got a real theme of people getting back together tom getting back with blink Sammy returning to Jersey Shore. We love a good reunion. And you know what? I don't think there's any other fitting, fitting or way to, to end this than that. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> that was the, yeah. that may have been the best number one we've ever had on this. <laughs> yeah. It should be like a star should be dedicated to it. Um, though it blows my mind still that our lists were so vastly different. I feel like yeah. they have been different in the past, but never like this many um, differences. Because, I mean, it wasn't like we were in different locations with our picks. Our picks were just completely different. Yeah. The only thing we had on the list was Last of Us. <laughs> yeah. And that was like at the end or the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have to worry about the rating system at all. They, that was the only time that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was a that was a fun episode. I really enjoyed that. And again, these are 
These are always fun to do, but I think when you have to kind of take a whole year and kind of put it in perspective, it is really fun to to look back and just really kind of think and ruminate on it and fun to think about the year that was and and kind of cast your minds ahead to the year that's going to be and yeah, these these are fun to do and we hope that uh, you all enjoyed it. We hope you, that you had a great 2023 and holiday season and hopefully uh are looking forward to uh good stuff in the new year. Yeah, that's right. You filled the people with hope, Jake. Good job. Yeah, yeah I really uh, I knew where I was, how I was going to end that sentence. And I was like, I hope it's a good year for everybody. <laughs> with good, good stuff. I'm going to give you like a two. <laughs> there. Hey, it is. We are approaching. We're getting closer and closer to midnight as we do this. So sometimes, uh, sometimes I'm, my my language is not quite as as good as it was in the beginning, or maybe it wasn't even good at all throughout this. And I'm just now paying attention to it. Who knows? It took me at the start of this thing, man. <laughs> it could have sucked the whole time. Who fucking knows? Well, I mean, you're the sober one out of us right now, I guess. Sober. My brother in Christ, I'm on my fourth bourbon of this podcast. <laughs> We're going to need our listeners to listen in and let us know. <laughs> oh, well, Ryan, anything else you want to add before we wrap up for the evening? No. Yeah, oh, right. wait. It's next episode, our 200th. This is, yes, our next one will be the big 200th. We're going to be in the same room for that. Yes, and we will figure out when that happens. Yeah. Offline. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. Um, and as we say at the end of this and every episode of uh, Almost Accurate. Nighty night, bitches. Until the next time in 2024, folks, which has already happened. So we'll just talk to you the next time, actually. Oh, yeah. Whoop, whoop. yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> Hello. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.